here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Astral Radio Z is a horror, cult, exploitation film podcast by filmmakers, critics, musicians, journalists, and fans for the film obsessed. Here is your host, Derek Terry. Welcome to another episode of Astro Radio Z, folks. <laughs> it has been one entire year since we did the last horror porn parody episode and here we are we threatened that we were going to make this a yearly institution and we're standing strong with it whether or not it was a good idea we'll find out a little bit later but here we are back again with another group of horror porn movies in which i've taken them cut out all the porn and we've sat and watched the movie, the the parody aspect, the story. Think about that one again, folks. <laughs> the story of these porn movies. So uh, let's see what my fellow panelists think of this concept and what we're doing tonight. I know one person that is beyond excited for this because he's basically been talking about it every single time we talk. Since last year, Mr. Scott Davis, the Astro Radio Z sleaze fiend himself. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. So we've decided after tonight, uh, probably about halfway through uh, the process of getting this episode live, which, you know, entailed me going out there and searching for, you know, porn movies i'm sure i'm on a bunch of watch lists now I, I i basically said you know what scott i've had a tough time finding these damn movies um next year it's up to you to supply the film so next year scott you're gonna have to bring the goods because i feel like i've kind of let everybody down this year with the movies i picked it's not your fault i don't think i, I don't think it's uh these were great I don't yeah. think you let us sta- down, but I uh, accept the challenge. So. <laughs> challenge. You, you, challenge. By, cha- by challenge, you mean the walk to your bookshelf? <laughs> no, no, Glenn, you're assuming they're that far away. He's just going to reach over to the shelf next to his computer. What are you talking what are you, about? What are you talking about? Reach over to the shelf? He's they're just going to grab computer. the mouse on his computer right and click. <laughs> He's digitized them. I forgot. So, yeah, easy access. There you go. Digitize, Mark. What are you in 1996? What age are you living in right now? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, before we get too far down the rabbit hole here, let's go ahead and let's introduce the rest of the people that are here. Mr. Mark, the movie man, we've already talked about you enough. We see that you're drinking. How are you doing? Oh, we're, we're good. I've been edging all night, so nobody uh, say anything too exciting. Otherwise, uh, I might have to leave early. Wow. And if you were edging to these movies, I, I don't know if I can have you on my show anymore. <laughs> and that's a bold statement because Scott's on here a lot, so thank you. <laughs> uh, again? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Just let it you go, might as well Scott. say goodbye to me. <laughs> Just let it go. Oh, Ms. Angelique Bone. Yes. She begged me to get on. You actually, since we started having you on, this was the one episode that you told me you had to be on this year. 
Absolutely. I, I used to sell this stuff and, and, you know, finding the, the good parodies was what I was all about when I worked at the shop. And uh, I have a, 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 not an unhealthy collection myself and uh, a couple of these that, that we prepared for tonight I actually own. So, you know, it, I'm so excited. <laughs> so you were familiar with these movies? Yeah, most of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, okay, I just want to know, mm-hmm. you watched my versions, right? Yes. Okay, all right, because we're not talking about I even subjected the- my new boyfriend to them. Like, I was like, hey, you want to watch some porn without any porn in it with me? And he was like, what? And I was like, I've got to watch these for this podcast, and it's these. And we started watching, and he was like, so he cut the sex out of all of them? And I'm like, well, yeah, we don't want to spend five hours watching this shit. And he was like, well, okay. But then we got to the Halloween one. And he's like, I have this one somewhere. Uh, it's, it's hilarious to me that everyone has these movies, yet it took me forever to find these fucking things because I have no idea. You should have just asked these. me. You should have just asked me. I could have helped you out. Oh, I'm, I know. I know. I, I didn't really think this one through. Well, It's okay. It's okay. We appreciate the effort. Well, it's just not my realm of expertise. <laughs> but your editing was spot on. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought all my uh, my cheesy transitional work in Edward Penis Hands Two was especially good. It added yeah. to it. It was so good because I was felt, like, wait, is that part of the movie? <laughs> I, I told it totally felt natural. I was like, wow, I, I thought this film was going to have more sex in it, and then I was like, oh wait, no, those are cuts by Derek. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I loved it. It, it felt such a natural cut that, uh, yeah, you couldn't really. It was like, oh, okay. It, it's almost like I know what I'm doing. Huh? I know, right? almost. almost. <laughs> well, you should get you should get paid for this. Thank you, thank you. I, I wish I could get paid to sit and cut out sex scenes and pornos all day. Actually, no. I I have stories about. Okay, I don't want to get into that. Anyways, last but not least, Mr. Glenn Bittner is here. He's been very silent, and it worries me. Glenn, how are you doing? <sighs> I'm just super. <laughs> not super. This one was a little tougher to get through because, unlike last year, where we had five movies. In those five movies, each of them were roughly around about two, two and a half hours long and then cut down to about 20 minutes. These movies, I only chose four because two of them were over two hours. And those two, when I cut them down, were still almost 50 minutes long. (laughs) So it it, it like I was like, no way. I'm not going to go look for another movie and add another hour to my watch time for this one episode that I push off to only once a year (laughs) to do. So two of them were really short, and then two of them were way too long. Way too long. So what were those movies, folks, that we're going to actually be talking about tonight? Well, this year we decided to watch, one, The Triple Exorcist, two, Halloween Triple X, three, the Texas Vibrator Massacre, and of course, to keep with the tradition started last year, we're doing Edward Penis Hands 2 at the tail end of this episode, folks, and honestly, that's the one I'm really looking forward to talking about, but we're going to start off the episode by talking about the Triple Exorcist. 
Thank God you're here. Today is my daughter's 18th birthday, and she's gotten worse. We've got no time to lose. I think it would be best if you stay out here. There may be some things you might not want to see. She's my baby, my daughter. I need to be with her. Reagan, baby. I have someone here who's going to help you. Reagan? You can't help your cutting daughter. You're too late. <laughs> You're right. I didn't need to see that. It's an actual manifestation of the devil himself. I will do everything in the Lord's power to save your daughter. Thank you. Now, if you remember how we did this last year, each of you are going to try and give a plot synopsis to what shit. each of these movies are. <laughs> ah, shit. So, first, because she is the virgin to the horror porn parody episode, not the virgin to the horror porn parodies, but to the episode, Miss Angelique Bone, will you please yes. give us a plot synopsis and description of what is the Triple Exorcist? Well, the Triple Exorcist is the story of a family in turmoil. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, here we no. go. <laughs> Okay, so um, it's essentially the exorcist, but instead of needing an old priest and a young priest, we just need a young priest with, you know, dildos that can plug every orifice. And uh, you fuck the demon out of the possessed person. I, you know what I liked the best with this one <laughs> was that he walks in there. It's a, it's basically, you know, the setup from the original exorcist where it's, you know, the priest coming into Reagan's room. She's tied up. And that is the it's kind of like last year when we did and it's actually by the same production company when we did um, the re what was it repenetrator repenetrator yeah and, and it's actually directed by Doug Sackman who uh, I've met at Cinema Wasteland he's, uh, he's a butt of Blade Braxton's so I've actually that don't know not surprise me <laughs> <laughs> he's a super nice dude um, but he also directed this one and uh, the whole movie is basically that final act of uh the exorcist but what i thought was really funny was so they bring in and um scott refresh to me who the actor what the actor's name was uh tommy pistol tommy please. pistol who's in a bunch of the movies we watched it, last isn't year. he in the evil head he yep. was in e last year he was in evil head repenetrator and wet dream on elm street yeah, he was he was the star of the last horror porn parody episode, <laughs> big time. Not so much this year, but he is the star of this because again, we we get the Exorcist scene, and he goes in there to sit and you know do this exorcism, and he literally gives up on trying to do a real exorcism within a minute, and decides <laughs> he shuts the book and says, "Leave me no choice." I must perform a sexorcism. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're missing one of the great lines, though, is that uh, at first he brings the mother into the room and she sprays all the green vomit and stuff everywhere, like the split pea suit, which you're going to see a lot of, unfortunately, here. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, she's my daughter. I need to I need to be there. And then she get, they all both get sprayed. And they just kind of casually look at each other, walk out, and she says, you're right. I didn't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really liked when at the beginning when her head flips around and starts spraying puke everywhere. That was actually super, super funny. Glenn, what did you think of the setup of this one? I liked it. This one, it's it's more parody than than I think some of the other ones that were of that we're watching, where it's it's actually. It's very much tongue in cheek. I mean, even though there's, you know, apparently sex going on, um, I wouldn't know. But you no, know, it's actually funny. I mean, I, I found myself chuckling a bit at this one. Although, in some ways, I chuckled less because it also reminded me of the uh, horrible other Exorcist parody, uh, Repossessed. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you just killed my wood, Glenn. Thanks. Yeah, I just that was a fart in the room, bud. <laughs> yeah, well, you you gave this to me and said, "Watch this." <laughs> <laughs> so it is really not unlike uh, Repenetrator, where it's literally like one extended sex scene, and it, Joanna Angel is plays Reagan. She pukes, sprays blood, or not blood, uh, green puke all in bile all over the place. Uh, Pistol, you know, basically gets naked. They fuck. She, at some point, you know, her vagina shoots a bunch of green liquid out and forces him against the wall and knocks him out. And then her mom comes in the room and they have an orgy. Uh, Mark, what did you think? Once this turn of events happened in the film, uh, I was wondering when they were going to work the mother into it. <laughs> she showed up, and I'm like, "There's only three principal people in this film, and it's how long?" Yeah, she's going to show up at one point, and there's only two other people that she's going to have sex with, and I bet I know who she's going to. And sure enough, she did. And I'm like, "Yep, okay." And <laughs> I like, you know that plays to so this plays is trying to play to a couple of different fantasies and that's a fantasy for for some out there and you know maybe a little bit of shock value too but that's if you're actually paying attention to who actually is who in the movie um, i saw it coming so to speak um, <laughs> oh, <man>. oh, man. <laughs> I, I took notes on this movie. I, I'm pr- pretty sure that my suspicions are going to be completely verified within a second. But, um, Scott, <laughs> the <laughs> bear with me. The priest's weapons that he had, are those legitimate dildos oh, that you can yes. buy? Thank you, Angelique. I did not know, actually. Yeah, they actually are. Um, um, there's the the baby Jesus butt plug, and uh, the crucifix dildo, and the Virgin Mary uh, with balls dildo are available at uh, I can't remember the website, but uh, when I when I did work at the shop, we we had requests for them, but they're they're available online, and they're they're completely silicone. If you have a latex allergy, you can use these with no worries, and you can clean them in the dishwasher. Oh my gosh! I I, I, I think, think I'm going to use. Can you say for me? Can you say Virgin Mary with balls like three <laughs> times so I can have that sound drop and I can what play you, it in further episodes? <laughs> do you want her to appear in the mirror with me here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> kind of like Candyman, <laughs> but you could shove it into orifices. So Virgin Mary with balls. Virgin Mary with balls 
and Virgin Mary with balls. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Everyone, I'm having a vision <laughs> in front of me now. Oh no, I'm going to have to drop off for a moment. It's, it's coming near me. It's uh, the Virgin Mary with a scrotal sack. Oh my God. It, it would go after the Catholic. <laughs> This was my favorite part of the film, easily. Oh, this wow. was when uh, <laughs> uh, Joanna Angel and the mom are going at it, and uh, Pistol gets up, he's covered in goo, and decides, okay, I got to get serious about this. I think uh, he takes out a box, opens it up, and there's these dildo-shaped, <laughs> so blasphemous, so hilarious, and he literally, in for some reason, thinks that Shoving all of these dildos in all of her orifices is going to expel the demon from her. Now, when we saw, re- reviewed Reed Penetrator last year, which was also by uh, with uh, Joanna Angel and Tommy Pistol, and was from Burning Angel, just like this one is. Also, kind of the one scene formula, although this was a much more expansive one. We, you know, there was lots of fluid running around that one, and it was just. We, none of us liked that one really. And this one, there's lots of fluid too, and it's like, ugh, you know, none of us really. None of us really want that in our sex and everything. It's part of the parody app thing, especially when it starts shooting out of her butt. This is not Germany. So there's that, and they have to plug her up with all of the, you know, holy symbols. Like, she's, like, she's like stuffed with thing. Remember, he's not totally sure about all the orifices. She's there's filled the, with the spirit. She's Yeah, well, and she's not totally, he's not totally sure about all the things. Our characters, Father Merkin and Reagan McPheel... <laughs> Father, when he says, "Oh, it says I have to plug every orifice." There's more than one, and she's like, "Ever yeah, heard of anal?" And that's the, <laughs> that's the one part that I don't quite buy—that a Catholic priest would not be aware of that orifice. But um, Reagan's not an altar boy. That's no. true. That's true. They don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I had seen this in its uncut form previously. What? Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And uh, I got to tell you, this, you know, that part is gross. Otherwise, this is my favorite one of the evening. Uh, this is easily my favorite one of the evening. This one is so, so funny. It's hilarious. And yeah. a lot of that, you know, it's really shot well. And a lot of that is uh, Joanna Angel is so hilarious as uh, as uh, Reagan. Your mother sucks cough in hell, but not as good as me. Ah! That was a good line. There's no turning back <laughs> after that, right? I mean, it's just like when it, 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 it's 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 a really funny movie. Uh, it's got lots of great dialogue. It's it's at the very end you get to see um, Spider Jones, uh, Evan Seinfeld from uh, the band Biohazard. Dude, next to the dildo section, that was the best part of the movie. When he's sitting there after uh, Tommy Pistol, you know, does the leap out the, the window and goes down the staircase and is dead. And he goes over there and he's basically just talking shit. I know it must be the girl on top of the stairs. I hit this last week a few times. Gotta use protection. <laughs> <laughs> That guy, yeah, he's a, you know, he, in addition to the biohazard thing, he was been in, like, lots of these movies because he was, uh, the, he's the ex-husband of Tara Patrick, so. 
Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's not the first time you're going to see that theme pop up tonight. Uh, so, yeah, so he's in a lot of those movies, and that's why he's in this one. That, and of course, Burning Angels, uh, long-time commitment to, like, punk and hardcore and all that other stuff, so. Yeah. But yeah, it was no. This is a. This is just a hilarious. I. I mean, it's a very simple movie. It's very tongue in cheek. That's why. I mean, as creepy as it sounds, this is. This is not the last time incest is gonna creep into one of these movies. But it's hard to really take it personally because it's so obviously a joke. There's the tongue is so in cheek. It's so uh, This is a, a more obvious parody than anything else we're gonna watch tonight. Absolutely. And it's really it's done in a good spirit. Uh, it's funny. It's very graphic, but it's funny and you know, I think you can have a lot of fun with it. There yeah. were def- there were yeah. definitely a lot of tongues and cheeks in this movie. Um tongues <laughs> were everywhere. <laughs> Mark is ruined for the night. He's just going to tell horrible puns for the rest of the night. Batten down the hatches, folks. Get ready cuz that's what tonight's going to be. Oh. I, um, I've got my pun on. Um <laughs> Actually, my my favorite line in this one uh, is, "I'm going to have to fuck the hell out of you." What I loved was his his Jersey accent coming out. Yeah, yeah, like, I noticed. Yeah, that. he's all he's all proper and stuff, and then then when he gets into the nitty, he's like, "So you guys gonna what what what?" I'm like, "Oh my Jesus!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting fucked by Christopher Walken. That was this, was this made after Repenetrator? Yes. But uh, I would say, like, uh, well, yeah, Repenetrator was kind of the first thing they had ever done like that. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the next one. I think it came out uh, the next year, mm-hmm. if not slightly after that. You, you can really tell because uh, the way they handled it in general, they approached it better. It was a better replica of the original, which helps in your parody. And, yeah, they they seemed to loosen up a little bit and just had a lot more fun with this one than say the 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 repenetrator uh, oh shit was loose that's yes, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. well that's, that's what i enjoyed of, about this one it was fun yeah and I, I don't know if um angelique i don't know if this is one of the ones that you own or not no. but i have <laughs> seen the the dvd did you know that this Featured just one, almost like Clue. This featured one of three endings. For heaven forbid. Okay, what were the alternate endings, Scott? This was called the sad ending, which is most in tune with the movie. You know, Father Merkin sacrifices himself. You know, after he the the demon jumps into him, spoiler alert. It's just like just like in the in the regular movie. Um and um in the other ones, uh there was a happy ending where he didn't have to. She just you know, the demon just left and they got all then the mother went in and says, Yay and we were they were just happy. And the other one I think was called like the WTF ending, the what the fuck ending. And it was yeah, he's he's alive, just like the happy ending. Yay, yeah. Except when she goes to the next, she goes, that's him, officer. That's 
Oh, I shit. Know, I know what you are doing with my girl, with my kid. Yeah, even though she's 18, this is her 18th birthday. Yeah, she's like, they're like, wait, no, I was I was saving her, and they, they take Okay, that was one of my major questions, because, I mean, in, in, in The Exorcist, Reagan is a child. I wasn't sure what age range they were shooting for. Thankfully, in the very beginning, they say this is her 18th birthday, so they got there okay. under the wire. Yeah, they, they make sure to very prominently mention immediately in the dialogue that it was her 18th birthday. Uh, they, they made absolutely sure that the incest, no problem, but they made absolutely sure. She was over 18. Yeah. Yeah, my audio was shot, so I didn't catch that. So that's, uh, that, that's the one thing that I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, oh, yeah, otherwise this whole thing. I mean, it was already, you know, as I said, you can take all like the little, the weird stuff, like the the gushing and the incest and everything, and you can take uh take that. Yeah, it's fine because it's all a joke. I mean, that would probably be a bridge too far, where you're like, ah, no, <laughs> it's it's too uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> but uh, they didn't do that, thank God. So. Well, a lot of the fun of this movie, I think, stems from Doug Sackman, who's a trauma regular. He he came from that school. He's actually been involved with trauma for years upon years upon years. And he also was involved heavily with Chris Seaver for many years oh. during, during Chris Seaver's prime. So that energy and uh, kind of the chaotic fun nature, that's all him. That's 100% all him. So I personally, this was... Shocker, we already said it. The best movie of the bunch. It really tonight. is. It really is. So let's go down the line. Glenn, thumbs up or thumbs down on the Triple Exorcist? Thumbs up on this one, and very disappointed that it was the first one I watched. Yes, I have to agree <laughs> with that, Scott. <laughs> oh, thumbs? Oh, okay. I guess up. <laughs> All right, Mark. Yeah, it's up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, fine. Boner, boner, <laughs> up. Welcome to the all thirteen-year-old version of Astro Radio Z, folks. Yes, we're gonna go. It's we're gonna rate it on the boner scale. Thumbs are gone now. I I, I should have known better. No, wait a uh, minute. I need thumbs. No, you have. You'll be on the nipple scale. Nipples, nipples uh, up or down. I guess nipples out. Would that be? Yes, nipples out on triple I've never, had, I've never had sex before. I don't know how it works. That's, that's why I cut it all out of the, the movies. I've, I've never actually had it. It really is the 13-year-old. Like, wait, that's what they do? God, I love Astro Radio Z. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the next movie, folks. Because, um, oh boy, next we're going to talk about Halloween Triple X.
And I'm going to leave this one up to Mr. Glenn Bittner. Glenn, why don't you tell us the plot of Halloween Triple X? Uh, so creepy fucking dude kills his sister and her boyfriend gets locked up in the in an asylum with the worst fucking security ever. <laughs> and he comes back and steals more people. That's pretty much it. Yep. This is if just picture this, dear listeners. So you've seen the original John Carpenter's Halloween 100 times. You've seen it a million times. You know it by heart. You want a new version of that movie. Now imagine this. What if you decided to watch a complete shot-by-shot, beat-by-beat remake with shitty porno actors? Then you got Halloween Triple X because it's the same fucking movie, same script, same dialogue, everything, except Michael Myers fluctuates from being a Caucasian to an African-American man (laughs) and and has one of the worst Michael Myers masks. One of my favorite things, probably the only decent thing in this movie is that there's a scene where the person that plays Laurie Strode in this is over at her friend's house and her friend's trying to get her involved in a threesome with her boyfriend and she leaves and they start to have sex and Michael Myers is outside supposedly beating it and he looks like literally like you had found a 13 year old in an oversized Michael Myers outfit just kind of like beating off in front of like a sliding glass door that was it that's the most joy that's in this fucking movie Angelique what did you think of watching Halloween Triple X aka the shitty remake of Halloween see this is the third one that I watched and by this time we were both just kind of like wow and I'm like I'm sitting there like oh my god this is the same dialogue from the regular Halloween and I'm quoting along with it and I'm like oh she's no PJ Souls It's like you said, you know, it is like a dime store, Michael Myers kind of thing. I didn't dig this one at all. It was too boring. And I'm sorry, what kind of babysitter is Miss Strode? Oh, you mean the kind that sits in uh, the living room and openly... And jills off. I mean, she's jilling off while she's trying to care for children. That's not what you do when you're a babysitter. I was a babysitter. (laughs) And you don't jill off when you're caring for children. That's just a rule. No, haven't you watched the internet? Every babysitter apparently jills off when they're watching kids. Didn't didn't you watch the same behind-the-scenes movies I have? I guess not. I, 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 I was, I, well, I was a Girl Scout, so I mean that wasn't in the handbook. Oh, Mark, you are creeping me out more and more <laughs> as this episode goes along. I, I'm seriously starting to reconsider our partnership on Astro Radio Z. You've been a longtime contributor to this show, but I'm seriously starting to get creeped out, bud. No, I'm, I'm joking. I just, I, I thought it was interesting that she, it, it. it it wasn't your traditional because it's a porn movie. You'd think, oh, she's she's getting off in the living room with the kids sleeping. Yeah, that's a basic babysitter scenario in porn films. But she's watching horror movies as she. Well, see, that's that's the one thing I could identify with. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I love. I just don't gal. babysit when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
now, now there goes Actually, my. Yeah. You rock my world. <laughs> hey. I, I thought that I thought that was an interesting little difference in it, the fact that she was actually watching horror films for it. So I, I, you know, as much as I mean, it, it's a it, it. So I've been told it's a common scenario in babysitter themed uh, scenarios, you know, but. I just thought it was interesting that it was horror movies she was watching and not on another adult film. So I, I thought, I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that's a little different. Um, but, yeah, this is just like uh, a, a more, instead of cutting away from the sex scenes like in the original or, or kind of uh, covering them up in sheets, there's no sheets and you don't cut away. You just see the bits that are implied from the other movie. You, you get to see them in, in full color, um, but really poorly acted. Well, let me let me say this to you, Mark. What would you say if I were to tell you this version that was 50 minutes long when cut down was over two hours? Oh, dear God. I believe you. That's that's like a job then. They, that's too long for any adult film. I mean, by then you're you're bloodied and, and blind. You know, and that's and speaking of blood, there was a lot of blood in this one. <laughs> for a, for an adult film, I was impressed of how much blood was in here, but that's that's way too it was long. Corrier than the than the actual Halloween movie, in in my opinion. Did you guys agree? I think <sighs> I mean it was very basic blood. I mean it was like just like the stabbing, and then you'd see like a, a blood covered knife, and then you'd see like the naked body because they were always killed right after sex. So you'd see like the naked body with blood on it and CG and, blood. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I just can't understand why a porn movie has to be that long yeah you would have to possess not only an ungodly stamina but you'd also have the like upper arm strength of a freaking orangutan do you know the popularity of four and five hour porno dvd sales well that's because people are looking for the most bang for their buck dude you guys are speaking in another language uh, that is so far off my radar yeah, it, it, i it, have it, no idea because honestly a two-hour i'm with glenn a two-hour porno literally sounds like death why the fuck and i agree with you on that if you're watching it all the way through but i think a lot of these people i mean i know for me i would be just you know, I'm like, okay, I think I get the hint. Fast forward, fast forward, skip, skip, skip. Okay, now we're on his thing. So, like, yeah, it may be like a two-hour movie, but it take. But if you watch it in one sitting, it still only takes like an hour to watch. I uh, think that's. I think that's see, I'm a I'm a pause and resume kind of gal. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make it. Th- I make it this far, and then I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna stop it and pick it back up. Yeah, I don't watch. I don't you typically watch them in one sitting, but I'm saying like. When I, if I ever would would watch one like this, see, well, see, I had seen this one in its uncut form previously. Oh, guys, guys, you know, I, you know how much I, I like having you on my radio show. I don't need to know about your masturbation habits. I don't need to know the the, the finer details and the minutia of how you met, how you watch your porn. <laughs> I'm not going to watch this all the way through. I don't think most people would watch them all the I think that that has changed quite a lot over the years. Mm. Because in the early days, you know, well, fast forward wasn't even a, an issue. Uh, they were playing in the theaters, and then video, no one really ever thought to change them. It's, so they were like 70 minutes, which is what they kind of should be. Well, not, uh, only that, not only that, but they were human people. They yeah. weren't, they weren't like, they weren't like freaking, you know, 
sex androids. <laughs> they, yes. They weren't like the, the tortoise and the hare, and they're the tortoise taking a very long time to get to the finish line. Most people were like the hare in the 70s, and in fact, they had to loop some of those uh, scenes because uh, they were really quick. Exactly. <laughs> but they were regular people. In this one, I mean, um, I'm like sitting here going, really, for the people involved, even after a while, you got to be going – they got to be checking their clocks going, uh, yeah, you it's know. Their, it's their job. Everything revolves around it. And besides, you know, you'll if you ever list, read an interview with one of these actors or actresses, one of the first things they'll always say is like, oh, yeah, if you're doing this on the set, it is not sexy or romantic at all. It is – it's uncomfortable. You're working. It's, it's uncomfortable because the positions that you have to be in, it's technical and it doesn't stop. It's all day. It's very, and I've heard, I heard one actress say, it's like, we're kind of like Olympians with fucking, but I mean, it's well, like, like, I mean, it's like, it's just not, this isn't like if you were like with your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or anything like that. This is something completely different in the industry from what I gather. Well, TT Boy was in Halloween Triple X, and mm -hmm. he's notorious. He's one of the people who Jenna Jameson actually complained about just, <laughs> I mean, going and going and going and going and going. And he's not going to stop until the director or the producer says, no more, no more. I read that book, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's, it's in Jenna's autobiography. That's true. Well, we, we, we thank Derek for cutting those parts out and, and yes. being diligent in the editing because, yeah. uh, because seeing a shot-for-shot shot remake in adult version, I'd rather watch the John Carpenter one because at least yeah. the, the acting is, is better, you know. And I'm like, I know it's adult film. You're not supposed to expect anything. But when you do whittle these down – and cut it out and go to the you know the actual story part of it lots of stuff gets revealed about it and one of them is just that yeah you're not here for the way you deliver anything except <laughs> yourself exactly yeah. and yeah. you know Andy Sandemus I want to say that I've seen her give decent performances elsewhere but in this one whoo Jesus, I'm still flabbergasted Bad. by your knowledge of every actor and actress and every one of these well, photos. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just not, like astounding no, to not, me. I mean, it's like it's 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 not like you spend a lot of time doing the research. It's just like, oh, who's that? Oh, okay, and you like figure it out. You know, you just do the research as. As I've mentioned on the previous quote episode, unquote, do the research. Well, as I mentioned on the previous episode, if you if you listened to the first episode, as as uh, how I looked at it is was I looked at this as adult films started as an ex uh, an extension of exploitation films. Right. Yeah. They're very closely married. They're not anymore. It's its own no. industry. But it all kind of came from that. So my when I was like gobbling up everything I could on exploitation film, I started learning more about this. I'm like, okay, well, this is another kind of extension from that. And so I find out who the people are. I don't, like, have every single movie and say, like, and in this scene, she does this. Like, no. But, you know, you find out basically who the people are and everything like that. Sure. And uh, you, you find you, – you get a working knowledge going. So what did you think of this one, Scott? You know – more than any other, because I think Triple Exorcist, we can agree, is just like basically a one-scene movie. So this one actually tries to take the entire body of the film and really do just a straight parody of it. 
It's not I even think. a. I don't know if I would even call it a parody. It's mm-hmm. basically a remake. It's basically yep. a remake. It's basically a remake. But I mean, there are there is some jokes in there. Like for instance, I think the, uh, I think the part that uh, Angelique was talking about her gelling off and everything like that. I think that was supposed to be funny. But I mean, yeah, it's basically that. And I think they were also using trying to make an effective horror film in their own right by using other techniques that were not present in the original. Now, sometimes this was successful and sometimes it wasn't. I basically thought the movie was, eh, it's okay. It's not great. It's, it's, it wasn't, I was kind of bored through a lot of it. I would say that it's probably about like 70% boring and 30% interesting. uh, Basically, I think Lily LeBeau is good in the Laurie Strode part. You know, I actually kind of thought that it was kind of funny that she hooks up with the shape <laughs> when he's in his sheet. I Boy, was, is the shape hung. He's I got a shape. I thought that was funny. Well, we wouldn't know in this exact... See, in this. It, it, debate, I, we had a debate going, the shape's member, is it real or is it a prosthetic? It's Memorex. I, <laughs> you know what? I don't even know if I saw it in this edit. And I get it's been so long. Oh, right when it came, right edit, when it came out of the me. hole in the sheet, right? Yeah. It came out of the hole in the sheet. We got into an, a, a bit of an argument because I'm like, no, that's that's real. That's a real dick. And he's like, no, that's a that's a dildo. So I uh, figured Scott would be able to answer. Okay, well we're gonna <laughs> no, that one. I don't, that one you're on your own. You're, don't don't go to the visually impaired person to ask. You know. <laughs> well, we are gonna we are gonna solve this right now because I just brought up the file. <laughs> and I am going to look at this dick <laughs> live on air. I love you, air, Derek. Folks. I love you so much. Oh my God. Let's well, get well, down. Let's get down. He really to... does go above and beyond, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> While Derek's looking for that scene, I will say that it says something about a film when you notice that the guy's trench coat belt is dragging like halfway out of his truck when he yes. gets in and leaves. I'm like, yes. this is an adult film. And the most amusing thing I've found so far <laughs> is the fact that this guy's trench coat belt was hanging halfway out of his car door when he closed it. Like, <laughs> Let's just say this. I thought that guy who played Dr. Loomis was better than Malcolm McDowell in the remakes. Yes, yes. Yep. The, his relationship with the nurse was a surprise. That's a little bit different variation than, you know, the movie. But I, I liked his Dr. Loomis, actually. I, I really did. Except he didn't say, I shot him. I shot him six times. No. <laughs> the blackest eyes. <laughs> um, okay, so if we want we want to get down to the bottom of this mystery about whether this is a real dick or not, I am gonna say this is a real dick. See, that's that was my argument. I was like, that's a real that's a real dick. I have a feeling this is the genuine article. It looks I am I am pausing it, I'm fast forwarding it, I'm rewinding it, I'm in slow motion. That's back a dick, and folks. to the left. Back, back and to the to left. The left. <laughs> that's, that's a real dick, folks. And boy, let me let me tell you, Michael Myers is a lucky man. He's a lucky, lucky man. So let's let's go ahead and wrap up the the Halloween Triple X with our final ratings on this one, Angelique. 
Uh, do you do you have uh, hard nipples or soft nipples? Oh, they're soft. This one was so boring, and just I mean, I love the original Halloween. You know, it's it's the the quintessential slasher revenge film. You know, but the the porno parody just fell flat, especially lifting so much from the original. You know, I like a little play, a little tongue in cheek, like the Triple Exorcist that made it fun. This one was not fun. No, it wasn't. It was so beat by beat that it was just like it was pointless. It was absolutely exactly. pointless. I, I agree with you on this one, Mark. Yeah, a flaccid. Flaccid, no boner? Flaccid. No, it, this was, I was like, I, I'd rather watch. It made me really want to watch the original because I'm like sitting there going, I missed this part. I missed this. I mean, it, it was just lacking. It really felt like a a modern remake almost of it, you know, with missing almost all the parts you really enjoy and just going through the motions and it took itself too seriously. I think they were trying to go for a little balance and it just, yeah, it, it, no, it's nah, cold. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty D. Well, I think that was kind of the point is that they were doing it like that. I, I don't know. I guess with you know, with the sex half masked, but I guess without 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 it, it was really it without it, it was really boring and stuff. And you know, here's something. You know, I want to say this for uh, Derek's editing techniques. The first laugh was a completely unintentional laugh, and it was purely because of Derek's editing. It was the opening scene when you know Michael Myers' sister goes up to hook up with her boyfriend, and. I know you planned it like this, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like just like okay, there they the, and you see see the light kind of in the in the window, just like in the original. Next shot you see is 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 her face just looks like a do- glazed donut. You know? <laughs> just we like, laughed our asses off. It's just like Happy Halloween. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I laughed. And that is not a mo- That is not a joke. That is really funny in the movie. It's a joke that is funny purely thanks to the editing techniques of Derek Carey. <laughs> Trick or treat, boys! There was multiple instances in the course of all of these that I tried to spice them up a little bit. And there was one scene in this one um, where that I described before where Michael Myers is standing outside of the house and he, he looks so fucking goofy standing out there. There was a close up of his face and because I really didn't want to sit and spend much time editing these things, it's literally, these are so easy to edit because all you got to do is, Oh, they're starting. You, you scrub on your timeline. Oh, they're starting to have sex cut scrub. Oh, they're done. Cut ripple, delete, boom. They're together. Move to the next one. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to really watch it. But there were instances where I was coming like, oh, that's really funny. And <laughs> I had to try and I had to one. And please, you can laugh at me all you want. I did want these to make sense. I, they So there was like some conscious effort to like have the scenes transition to each other. So the story would keep going. But in order to make it like the edit work between the, the multiple POV scenes. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a send up of the original, you know, uh, steady cam scene from the original Halloween. I had to do something in that shot of her with her face, just covered in cum. Um, 
it just made me laugh so hard. I I had to keep it in there. So that it yeah, was it was a good it was a good laugh. Thank you. I'm glad you appreciated that. I'm glad somebody appreciated it. Glenn, uh, there is one positive thing I can say about this movie, and that it is a cure for priapism. It is the anti Viagra. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's even worse than flaccid. Yeah, yeah. It's it's retreated back inside. <laughs> Dick in the dirt. The Lily Laveau scene in the uncut is not bad, but yeah. <laughs> but we don't know about that because we are we did not watch it. <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's move on to the third movie of the night, folks. The Texas Vibrator Massacre. And in local news, a body was found this morning along Highway 51. A female, described to be in her 20s, was discovered by local jogger Angus McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy reportedly collapsed when he came upon the victim and the scene was later discovered by passerby Jane Stanley. No identification has been made upon the young woman and no news of the incident has been connected to the recent findings of four other bodies in that same vicinity. McGillicuddy was taken to and revived at Lone Star Hospital. He has yet to be released due to severe psychological trauma. McGillicuddy and Daniels are not considered suspects. And I'm going to leave this one up to Mr. Mark the Movie Man. Oh, you had to. You knew this was my favorite actual film, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so you're going to give this one to me. This is for you, Mark. Go ahead. Tell us, what is the story of the Texas Vibrator Massacre? There's a story? Okay. Um, We... It... I'm trying to remember it this now. This is the best part um, of the show, folks. Listen to the people try to struggle their way through describing so we, we, Derek's we, like, I had to suffer, we, now we, you have, <laughs> Okay. Um, we have a group of friends who are traveling in a <laughs> That's van. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and and they're, they're lost. And so... W- yeah, one has to take a pee, and we, she leaves. The other two friends in the back decide, hey, this is a good time to go at it, um, with the two people in front still arguing that they're lost. And so they run across this crazy guy who it's basically like kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre it, it, in that you've got the friends, and they come across the crazy family, and you get the one girl who – who has been kidnapped to be used uh, and abused while the others are being uh, killed. And instead of a Texas a chainsaw, though, we have a pneumatic drill vibrator that, that Leatherface Light uh, uses to, to kill ladies by driving it through their hoo-ha. And, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's, it's gross. Shot. It's gross. It's, it's, this this film was really, really out of the four that we we watched. This one felt like the most sleazy, like the one that definitely is showing in the basement of the porno theater. You know where they only show those types of movies, and it and it kind of makes sense because it was the cinematography was by Jim Powers, who. If you're not familiar with Jim Powers before reality TV and the, the Gonzo 
craze was huge, Jim Powers had his his Dirty Debutante series. That was actually um, his brother Ed. Or was that his brother? I'm sorry, that was his brother. His brother but, Ed, but I mean they were into. But they were involved and, with it together in and that. And he also directed the Halloween one. Yep. Oh, so this one, oh, this just was not. I mean, it, it got bloody, but it was like. It wasn't a, a good adult film at all. It wasn't really a haha parody, and it was like a really badly done indie film. I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, like an indie horror film, but done really, really poorly. And in the end, it, this film just was oh, it was not, it was not good at all. I just could not see any really light moment in this film it took no. itself way too seriously yeah this thing was uh, i have to say it, it the, one of the the main things that this film kind of what kind of killed it flat was um the movie ends and there's still like 15 to 20 minutes of like a bedside scene that goes on forever at the oh. tail end that just yep. didn't need to be there but this film I think if you're looking for something that will make you feel grody, this movie does the job. It uh, one, it, it it does the whole kind of grindhouse. We're gonna toss a bunch of you know scratch filters and uh, you know like a a three color like a Technicolor um, color timing over the top of the thing, and um, it's gritty. It jumps all over the place. It's really bloody. I felt it was really mean spirited. Like even the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't as mean spirited as this thing was. Um, it really this is weird for me to say, but it it really kind of made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, like I didn't I really I didn't really enjoy watching this one too much because it felt slightly misogynistic oh yeah oh yeah definitely just slightly slightly more than slightly that was oh yeah glenn Glenn, what did you what do you think i hated this movie um and i mean part of that is is i'm not a big fan of gore just for the sake of gore anyways and this kind of just took that a little even further especially just with Ah, just everything about it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And it's not even, it's the just trying to shock solely for the sake of shocking without actually trying to do anything useful with the shock. I don't even know the best way to describe it. It just, it's, it's I, just I, to push buttons. It's, it's, yeah. it's essentially all it's doing. Yes. Well, you know, and I feel in all honesty, I feel kind of bad for people who are, are watching this uh, to get, you know, some kind of excitement out of because a chunk of this film is just this girl in a chair crying for ever. I'm like sitting there going, wait, really? Well, think about it this way. In the normal Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that happens for a really long time. This version, not only are they being killed, but they're all being raped. Yeah. At the same time. So it adds this other level that they're they're actually showing all this. If even though I cut the vast majority of the sex out of this, you can imagine just that that additional layer of filth with the sex inside of it. Because it just felt so uncomfortable and it took me yeah. to a place thinking like 
is this okay? Is this irresponsible? Angelique, what did you think of this? Like Mark, this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my very favorite movie on the planet. I have Leatherface tattooed on my back. And and when I first found that there was a porno parody of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I got really excited. Really excited. And I it, my very first wasteland is when I bought my copy of the Texas Vibrator Massacre and I brought it home and I watched it and and, and much like you all, you know, it's very uncomfortable. The only scene that is like mildly okay is the very first van scene that goes on for what an hour (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like dude give it up please just stop but then from there it gets very uncomfortable and and it's it's nothing but just rape scene after rape scene after rape scene after rape scene with a little bit of voluntary incest uh, via Cinderella, which I I can't stand. I've never been able to handle her as, mm-hmm. as a porno actress. Like I can't stand her. So to see her in this, I'm just like, really, this is where we're going. So I it, I have a very bizarre relationship with this film, and and to see it without the sex is very disturbing because it, it makes it like creepy as shit. <laughs> You know, and that, that's the whole tone of the whole thing. And and the end scene, you know, between the, the cop who's not really a cop who's asking her all these weird, uncomfortable questions. I'm like, a police officer wouldn't ask you that. Are you dumb as shit? What is your problem? Yeah, while well, he's just, taking close up pictures of her snatch. And- yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, 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 that none of this is right. None of this is right at all. And you should be raising hell. But of course, you know. She was played off to be the biggest bitch in the world. There's uh, not that I pay attention to these things. There's another Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, there's multiples. There's one that I think this isn't a Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, parody or whatever. It's got Ron Jeremy. Yep, the the Texas Dildo Masquerade. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that one one actually as well. That That one is a little more in tune to the original yeah well that one's more in tune to the original it was it's a little less scummy and it's um, more lighthearted. It, it is it, yeah it's he's got a tongue in its cheek like you said this one is very it's dark this one is dark and like out of nowhere you've got the the one chick with the weird like harley quinn makeup all over the place she doesn't really play into anything but she's just this weird dangerous organism in the middle of all this and and it's scary this is a scary porno yeah i think i think the design of leatherface i liked the design of the leatherface character i just there was one scene in particular and scott i'll get to you in just a second i haven't forgotten about you i there's one scene in particular that took me back to a film um, that I really actively despise, and that was um, a film that's that's pretty much a remake of the Last House on the Left called Chaos. Oh yeah, that, yes. That was yeah. Bad. There's the scene, the one murder scene where Leatherface uh, kills uh, the one woman with the actual vibrator, the pneumatic vibrator. And it, it and shoves it right in her crotch, and blood is going all over the place. I. When I saw there's a similar scene in chaos where the one African-American female in that literally gets fucked with a knife made me so disgusted 
Mm-hmm. Um, not just because it's a disgusting scene, but I felt it was a completely irresponsible thing for a filmmaker to put out there. It's too far. It's like that scene in Seven. You know, we don't see it, but we know that it happened. That the man killed her with the device that John Doe created. It's too far. I I really think you know. And this is a weird thing for somebody who put a movie like Hole in the Wall out there to say, but I really think there are some things that that are just that are just irresponsible in the kind of rape culture that we live in. The brutality of women in in not only chaos, but somewhat in the Texas Vibrator Massacre just feels irresponsible. It it does rub me really the wrong way and i just did i I personally felt super grody by this one scott well i had seen this movie uncut previously and this time that's not a joke as and i'm not happy about it uh because uh it was actually it was actually playing on a channel on a roku channel and you know the person who gave plenty of warning that it was going to be on and they gotten they still gotten and so that everybody knew who had the channel knew that it was coming, they still got in trouble for it apparently by somebody, not me. And it was, and it caused them to to start a whole new channel. They said, "Look, uh, we get it. That was offensive to some people." So they started a whole new channel after that. Jesus. Uh, but but no no you know what? They're, they're, I'm not gonna put say anything about them. They gave plenty of warning. They were responsible in warning people about it. And th- that it was coming up, and they didn't do any. I don't think they did anything wrong necessarily because they're actually good people. I'm not going to say anything bad about that. But um, I hate this movie. Oh, so I've seen this with the sex and with and without. And you know what? There is no difference in the emotion you feel with or without it because you can't really get turned on by it. It's too rapey. I know that there are people out there who maybe aren't rapists in real life but that get turned on by that i don't understand it i can't do it it's too much for me uh i thought it was just uh sadistic and cruel and dark and bloody and gory and kind of misogyn well more than kind of just misogynistic yeah totally very much i did not like this i know i i and when you're by the time the movie is done you know even though now there are certain things where you can look at parts of it and say okay this is kind of shot i don't think it's very much like texas chainsaw massacre i think it's more like all the films that kind of uh, emulated em- emulated yeah, yeah texas chainsaw massacre see for me it was a combination of one two three in the remake yeah i can see that and i can see a little bit of house of a thousand corpses and stuff and all that stuff in there and you look at it, and so it kind of looks. If you take the sex out, it kind of looks like it's shot like a your standard shot on video horror film. Uh, is it shot particularly well? Yeah, there's some good shots, but and I'm not saying this totally to suck up either. I would say like a film like Hole in the Wall is a much is shot much better, and it captures that kind of grimy, rustic, backwoods Wisconsin horror a lot better. I'm not saying that just to kiss up. I'm just using it as an example. So it's a very so at its best, it's a very standard shot on video horror film. And at its worst, it is a repugnant, rapey, misogynistic, disgusting film. I really 
don't like this film. I was dreading. I, I saw it was coming up, but I'm like, oh, again. And I knew, and I so I watched the edit and stuff, and thinking maybe the edit I'll feel a little better. And nope, the, I still feel be- felt bad at the end of it. And when it's all done, I mean, who leaves this movie feeling? Yeah, whew, that hit the spot. You know, who feels that way after this movie? Even though you can take like the shot on video bits, the fact that Herschel Savage is actually kind of genuinely creepy at the end, it's still, you know, it's 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 like Angelique says, it's too far. I can't do it. It, I don't like this movie at all. Yeah, I think you know. I, I don't want to I know I've, I've said a lot about how irresponsible some of this feels. That's just personal opinion in my on my part. I think that the makers of this film really wanted to push buttons and really wanted to make a super edgy movie. And they yep. accomplished that goal. They really did. So hats off to them for really having a vision go forward and accomplish that. I know the hardcore you know, horror fiends that are listening to this right now are going to be like, holy cow, I need to go see this. I personally, this is just not my bag at all. And I think a lot of underground horror right now goes here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it's turning me off big time, big time. I can't stand it. Honestly, the, the whole sexual torture thing that's been going on for like five, six years now, ever since saw came out in August underground and all that stuff, it literally has been almost exclusively what's been going on in the underground. It's just like, I'm so sick of that kind of shit that I just like, I no longer want to see it in this had that kind of feel to it. Yep. And the thing about saw, it wasn't even sexual. People are, are, turning it into some sexual torture porn shit, you know, well, well, you've got, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, I, I wouldn't say saw did it. I'd say hostile. Yes. Well, it's kind of the same thing where they started it. And then, I mean, this is kind of movie has been around for a while, but they started something uh, by getting it out there that I think more people that were in the underground saw this and go, Oh, well we can kind of do this, this stuff. It's like no. Mickey's broom in Fantasia. It got out of control. Yeah, it it takes two, and you know, it doesn't take a lot of imagination, right? I mean, okay, mm-hmm. so like, say, like after Halloween. Now we love the slasher films. Yeah. People who were really into horror at the time, not a lot of people loved them that loved horror previously because when they came out, because they thought, well, now all they need to do is show like some teenagers having sex and smoking pot, and they get killed. Well, it's kind of like that. I mean, the torture thing has existed for a long time. You could go back to blood sucking freaks or bloody pit of horror. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, way. I love that movie. Those are two good. Yeah, well, I like bloody pit of horror. I hate the blood sucking freaks. But I mean, like, yeah. two, like decades before Saw. But what do they do? They saw, okay, this is the big thing. Well, great. Now we can take our tiny micro budget and we're almost guaranteed a profit. If we just do this, and they were doing that for a long time, especially when uh, they were still releasing them a lot straight to DVD, like Lionsgate, for instance. Yeah. Even though they're a huge company now, they were releasing like three crappy horror films a week on straight to DVD for a while. I mean, well, I mean, what, what, were, what's the worst almost, thing you can do? Were like this, almost all of them were were just okay. Here's a woman. We're gonna degrade her rape her and torture her to death and that's the movie and 
the thing about Saw, I didn't like the first Saw. I thought it would look too much like an MTV video. Uh, but like, I liked films like Hostel and stuff because I thought, no, I think they're actually doing something a little more. I agree. And there was a yep. certain artistry there. There was nothing there, and there's nothing here. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, I really think a combination of that and the stuff Fred Vogel did with the August Underground movies are is what spurred into motion all of this stuff that ended up exploding all over you know, the underground circuit. And I have nothing but good things to say about Fred. I think he's a really nice dude. Him and Shelby at toe tag are super nice people. Um, But I just, I've never been a fan of the August underground films because this kind of stuff just isn't for me. I just don't like it. I agree. agree. Well, I think, I I think, I think with this one, it adds the extra level because we're, we're talking about underground cinema and that. And in all honesty, I mean, at least general public, there's there's kind of a bit of an expectation that it's probably going to end up like that. I mean, for people who don't watch, a, you know, a lot of underground films, that's one of the things that comes to mind, that type of film, August Underground and that. But I think there's a bit of an expectation. I think what adds to the disturbedness of this film versus, say, an August Underground or whatnot is the fact it's it's deemed as an adult film, so, so your expectation I think might be a bit different. Well, be, well because you know, an adult uh, an adult film it's un, you're under the assumption you're going to be turned on by it. R- right. I mean, you're, you're something's supposed to be in here that that's going to be uh, you know titillating you know in, in a for lack of a better term a, a more positive spin or or intimate spin or something. And in this one, it like took the elements of underground cinema and, you know, just amped it up with the adult stuff, which I think adds that extra level because, you know, it it's an adult film and it's it's doing this. And an adult film, you kind of put it in a different category, even some of the fetish stuff than, you know, an underground film. I, I, I think that's that expectation type of thing where, too, where. It, it, the context of it, not saying it's right in either sense, but I'm just saying that I think that's what a little more disturbing is the fact that this is specifically put in a genre that's meant to turn you on. Whereas underground cinema, a lot of it's a genre that people associate with shock. So I think that's part of one of the issues with this film of, of many is the fact that no, this is specifically made to try to turn you on and that's what's even more disturbing. You think, no, no, they were going horror and then the adult and trying to – no, I think there was also the pornography in the violence itself. You could see it even like with – at the very end, they're, they're killing our final girl, the protagonist. Why else would you show a close-up of her vagina as she's going through her death throes? It was just disgusting, even talking about it. It's just uh, – oh, I mean it's – like you said, it's. I think it's irresponsible. And you know, if you think nothing can offend people who kind of go for exploitation, horror, even adult films, no, you're wrong. The, this there's always a line, and this film crossed it, and not in a good way. I don't think. Okay, so I I, I tend to agree. Um, without going on and on and on about it, uh, let's go ahead and go down the line and give our final thoughts, Glenn. Uh, Boner scale and final thoughts. This one makes me ashamed to have a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, just no, man. 
Okay, Scott. No, it's a, it's a nub at this point. It's nothing. It's it's. I wish it. Yeah, cut it off. It's it's useless now. <laughs> it's bad. It's just oh. terrible. just terrible. The lowest the lowest rating I could possibly give it. All right, Mark the movie man. I I'm not even going to to uh, give uh, give this film any type of credit for being really bad in that. Uh, no, I just it's. It's one of those really wrong type of films that, no, I can't even rate it because to rate it would be too high of a rating for it. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're we're going that. brutal. We're going brutal on the Texas Vibrator Massacre, folks. And Angelique? As much as it pains me, there's nothing sexual or erotic or romantic or arousing in this film at all. It's gross. Yep. I don't think it, it intended to be. I think in the film's credit, I really don't think their vision was to have this be an erotic film. I really do think they were looking to make a violating horror film. Agreed. In every way, shape, and form. And I think in that respect, it is successful. Sure, but still gross. It is still gross, and I agree I really did not enjoy watching this whatsoever. And I think it was mostly because extreme horror I can handle. I don't have a problem with that. I've seen tons of it. I still watch it from every now and, you know, now and again. It felt misogynistic and it felt irresponsible. I think we all have a line. You know, there's a line that it's not necessarily defined as far as, you know, there's something external you can point to as far as here's where I'm going to go and here's where I can accept up to a certain level. It's visceral. It's it's very personal. And this film just literally hit every single one of the markers that is a hard no for me. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's go ahead and let's move on to much happier things, folks. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go ahead. We're going to take a short break here just to be able to, you know, change the mood a little bit in the episode. And we come back. We're going to talk about our final film of the night, Edward Penis Hands, part two. comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness. 
that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We're your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news, reviews and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast, where the Chris versus Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. And we're back, folks. Let's go ahead and end 2016's horror porn parody episode with the final film of the night, Edward Penis Hands 2, provided by uh, the Astro Radio Z Sleaze Fiend himself, Mr. Scott Davis. Where could he have disappeared to? Edward, I'm going to make you a star. Hey. Scott, you get, the, you get the honors of describing the further adventures of Edward Penis Hands. Please tell us, what was the plot of this one? Well, at the conclusion of our previous film, uh, Edward Penis Hands we had got with his... Uh, with his uh, the, the girl from the first film, and so they're all happy. I guess the parents um, are sending her away for a few months to say, like, I don't know, do you really want to be Mrs. Penis Hands? And, uh, which is kind of odd, since they were the ones who were, like, totally, like, behind her the first film, but, you know, let's not look for continuity in Edward Penis Hands. Well, but she was uh, so happy to be dancing in the jizz rain at the end of the last one. Who wouldn't, right? And yeah, uh, but yeah. So Gianna Fine isn't there anymore, and um, so he's all lonely, and he's back in his eight-bit castle, as you put it, which is look. This time looks suspiciously like a janitor's closet. <laughs> they, they, Somebody's mean, basement. I mean, come on, right? They, well, they couldn't even move the fucking shop back out of the way. I mean, the shop back was an integral part to the plot. You leave that shop back shot. alone. It was every shot. Anyway, anyway, okay. So uh, uh, he's there and he's all lonely. And uh, then, uh, uh, oh, oh God, um, April Rain. Uh, they all kind of go by the actresses. All kind of go by their actual names in this movie. April Rain is a is a, a, a talent agent, and she shows up and says, "I'm gonna make you a star." And then she takes them home and says, "I'm gonna make you a star." And then they fuck, and she says, "I'm gonna make you a star." She says like three times. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he becomes a star, we assume. We don't really see it. You know, we just see him on the cover of these magazines and stuff. Well, PP Magazine had him as the star. So yeah, people with a P-E-E. -E. And <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, a couple of... Uh, 
uh, one actress gets really jealous and decides to set him up with these other two uh, actresses who will turn him on to, like, drugs and stuff. And so Edward Penis Hands gets into cocaine and stuff, starts becoming a real asshole, <laughs> and becomes, gets fired from – gets his recording contract canceled. Apparently he gets sing, and uh, he gets his all, gets fired from all these movies. And in the horrible, horrible end, we discovered that his penis hands are limp from cocaine use. In what got to be the funniest <laughs> the best part of this goddamn <laughs> funniest freaking part of this whole of any movie this time, <laughs> any movie ever. And then so you wonder, like, is he going to be redeemed? It's a real rags-to-riches story. Just happens to be with somebody who has two giant dongs for hands. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. The further adventures of Edward Penis Hands put such a smile on my face. <laughs> I, I, I loved it last time, and this time, man... I was not expecting that I was that Edward Penis Hands was going to become a coke addict who end up becoming impotent on his penis hands because of his coke addiction. Glenn, what did you think of the further adventures of Edward Penis Hands? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I know you don't want to hear about our point preferences, but generally when I when I it's parody, so I can kind of accept it, but generally I don't watch a porn and go, you know what this needs is two more penises. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, no, I'm not going to speak for, for Angelique because, you know, she might want that. Well, but, I mean, or what the is movie generally man? enough? Yes. Um, but yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I had to make sure you were like awake there, but <laughs> For me, it's... <laughs> The first one was fine, but the joke's dead to me. I mean, it's it's done. So I didn't really get – I mean, it wasn't as bad as the other because it was shorter, and it wasn't offensive. It's just – like I said, I mean, I for, for me, the joke's already been told, and it's just the same joke again. Halloween Triple X was 50 minutes long. The Texas Vibrator Massacre, which I think is what added to the fact that we didn't like it so much, was over 45 minutes long. Yep, 46.12. The Triple Exorcist was all of 15 minutes, and Edward Penis Hands 2 was like 13 minutes, 13 to 15 minutes. So it whizzed by really <laughs> quickly. <laughs> now, now you say you you didn't want double the penis in this. What about triple the cum shots like the cum shots are epically long in these edward penis hands movies it's to me it reminds me when kids in the hall when they would have a skit that would have worked best as like a one minute skit but they decided to do it as a whole 30 fucking minute episode it's just it's the joke's been told it's done move on something else i'm done great got penis for hands he can come a lot through his hands awesome <laughs> Been there, done that. I think we broke Glenn this episode, folks. I think Glenn, Glenn is over the horror porn parody. I like the first one. <laughs> the first one was fun. That's the that's the difference between I think the rest of these. Oh, first so one you, was are fun. you telling me, Angelique, you did not enjoy Edward Penis Hands too? No, I I I did not say that. 
Edward Penis Hands is fucking as, as hilarious as the first one is. This one is more so because of his coke faces. <laughs> his, his coke faces and the the instant where he has limp dicks. And, yeah, I mean he, limp he, limp penis hands. I literally fell out of the computer chair. <laughs> <laughs> what about the points where he's he's so up his ass? He, he they're like. And there's no more work coming in for you. Fuck him. I'm a star. Oh, poor Edward. Oh, my gosh. Mark, what did you think of this one? I only want to see you dancing in that <laughs> jizz-filled rain. Oh, my it's God, Mark. Jizz-filled rain. <laughs> <laughs> There was none of that. I was disappointed, but um, so I I, 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 was impressed. They came up with something for him to do after the first one. Uh, I was like, okay, I did not see them go this direction with it. And I think what I find amusing about it, it I, I didn't think I found it as amusing as the first one, but I think what I found interesting about it is how into the character the guy playing Edward Penis Hands is. I mean, this guy, he he really is into this character. You can he tell was committed. It. He was he's really committed to this character. And so I I I just enjoyed his performance and his his facial features and such, you know, the expressions and stuff that he did. I just got a kick out of that. I didn't care about the rest of the film. I I thought it was hilarious and especially, you know, how uh, you know cocaine has ruined him? I'm like, well, you know what? You, I've heard that's actually a real problem. So, you know, I, we, we saw that. In, we we saw that in Boogie Nights. So, you, you know, I I learned everything I I needed to know about porn industry from Boogie Nights. No, um, but <laughs> in this one, uh, yeah, I it 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 has lost its its novelty as far as the overall film. I still get a kick out of this character to get the performance of the character. Uh, and that's what I think uh, helped carry me through this film and especially the end resolution of how he gets cured. I thought was just, Yay! He, he, <laughs> it's a spoiler folks, but he's sitting there and all of a sudden her, uh, his girlfriend's friend comes over and goes, Oh, I see you have a problem. Here, let me fix that for you. <laughs> God bless that woman. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you this this movie, it's not even really a movie. 15 no. minutes. It doesn't because it didn't have another movie to hinge on anymore. It really wasn't much of anything. It really right. went by really quick. And like Glenn said, it is basically is a skit that is drug on far too long. Scotty, what did you think? Well, I had seen this movie uncut previously. Wow, really? And, you <laughs> think? There's this recurring and, theme with Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> did you catch that? No. Hey, Scotty did give me this movie. So. Hey, props to Scotty all now, over the place. It's, uh, it's you know, I got to tell you, it's I didn't think it was quite as good as the first one. I didn't think it was quite as funny as the first one. And I got to tell you, part of that is because I don't agree with some of you guys. I don't think Sicky Nicks. Sicky Nicks. Nicks. 
instead of Nikki Six, Sicky Nix, uh, yeah. who plays Edward Penis, says, I don't think he was as on as he was in the first film. Remember, these films were made very well, close no, together. he was much higher insane. on cocaine, Scott. Come on. I think this he is might... insane. I don't the know. The character... Go ahead, Scott. I don't know if he was in real life or not. No, he totally was. Come on. I think, but I didn't. Well, I don't want to say that because I don't want to get sued. It's a hypothesis. But I gotta say, but I gotta say, like, and um, he, he seemed to be really out of it for a lot of the movie, even before his character goes that way. Okay, I gotta tell you about the last scene because the last scene actually features my favorite adult star of all time. Madison. If you didn't recognize her from any adult films, you may recognize her from the ex Fred Olin Ray's Evil Tunes, which I know Derek hates and I love. Uh, she played the demon possessed girl in that movie. I don't hate it. I just don't particularly enjoy it. I love that movie. And I think that you get to see a lot of her great comic timing there. And you know what? Madison Madison Stone, great person. She's moved away from the industry now. She owns tattoo part. She owns a tattoo shop. She's really into that. She's traveling the world. She's funny. She's spiritual. She's actually a cool person. Um, and she was very talented in this uh, aspect of her life, too. I mean, you could see, like, you know, the tongue come out and everything like that. In this scene, if you don't get you don't get that from this, but th I'm just using this to illustrate Sicky Nix's deal in the movie. She had to do like all the work herself in that scene. She was like, she was the only one moving, basically, you know. And I think that it was part of that. That's part of the reason it didn't quite work. And I think the rise and fall happened a little too fast of the character. Having said that, this movie is still really funny. Uh, I love, like I said, I love the limp bit. I think I loved the whole bit. I'm gonna make you a star parts. There's a, also a great part where he's reduced to picking up trash, and he has the <laughs> little <laughs> pokers strapped to his gigantic penis hands. Hey, what about the dude that's in the park trying to bone his girlfriend? That goes, hey buddy, cover those hands up before I call the cops. It's you know that there's kids around here. <laughs> that's that was really I mean so it's really funny. It's a big relief since the last film. So I actually enjoy the movie, uh, but it's not quite as good as the first. And I enjoy the movie, love anything that Madison's in, and uh, you know I I liked I I don't don't think the lead was totally there. So. Um, it's not quite as good as the first one. Remember, as I was about to say, that these things were shot very close together. Edward P Edward Scissorhands was came out in 1990. Edward Penis Hands came out in 1991, and so did Part Two and Part Three. Oh Jesus, there's a three. Oh yeah, I, oh, I, I, it'll be coming back. That's our if next show. <laughs> yep, if you're here for the next episode next year, it will I'll be, be here. And you know, I don't know if part two. I know this. I know that all three of them weren't shot back to back, but I don't know about part two and part three. But that's a really close time frame to have like three sequels, three movies all come out, and uh, it just wasn't quite as on. But I still think it's a lot of fun. I'd say it's probably the second best of the ones we've seen tonight. And I gotta say, the director Paul Norman, um, I was didn't, and I was not aware of this until I was. Uh, I did some, you know, I, I go as I did for the last episode. I went to the IAFD to make sure I knew who all the actors and directors and stuff were in case it came up on the show. Uh, so I go to the IAFD and I'm looking at like the little links on there. 
one of them brings up that Paul Norman who did used to do this kind of weird formula with other movies too. Like apparently he did like a Cyrano de Bergerac film oh where the gosh. nose. Yes. I'll just leave I, it there. Yes, I think <laughs> I have, I've actually seen that one if I remember correctly. I and it was bad. I have not seen it that was one. Bad. I like, wow, though. So I guess that's. I, I guess that was like the niche there, but I mean, it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's it's you laugh at it. That's the thing is that we're judging these films as how well they work as parodies on this episode, and as a parody, it works pretty good, even if the lead is limp in more ways than one. I agree. So let's go ahead and let's go down the line and let's wrap this episode up and let's give uh, on the erect meter. Let's go ahead and give our erect rating. Scott, I'm going to start with you. Oh, it's up. I'd say, I mean, it's got, it's got a couple like filler scenes and it needs work, but I mean, for the most part, and it, it, for the most part, it's, it, it's, it's good. It's, it's fun. It's, you can't take it too seriously. And it's just, an, it's just a, it, it, it made me it made me chuckle sure good 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 angelique um i've got outies for this one yeah it's just a lot of fun you know it's edward penis hands the first one i loved the second one just continuation of nikki six making weird faces into the camera love it Sicky Nicks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sicky Nicks. I don't. You know how Nikki Six right now is on a tirade against everyone that seems to be able to attach themselves to the internet. I don't need Nikki <laughs> Six coming at me with some lawsuit. What I'm about- so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. What about his co-star Nince Veal? Yes, exactly. <laughs> ex- ex- exactly. Let's move on. Mark the movie man. Uh, yeah, it's half mast. I'd say. <laughs> I love this rating um, system. It's so <laughs> ridiculously stupid. I would say half, maybe. You know, um, <laughs> it was it. It the joke, as Glenn has mentioned, the the joke has kind of been you. You know, whereas the first one really was a, a really hilarious take on the actual movie which i i love the the real movie of edward scissorhands uh this one they were just throwing pasta at the wall to see what sticks um and it yeah <laughs> so i liked it for i still liked it for the portrayal i thought uh six nikki or whatever uh i thought or whatever <laughs> <laughs> the guy playing edward uh i thought he i i enjoyed how his portrayal was um but that was about it all right mr glenn bettner finish it out <sighs> maybe a slight adjustment of my jeans before i sit down that's about it <laughs> it's it's you know i mean it's <sighs> I guess taken on its own, it's okay. But like, I mean, just because I already saw the first one, I didn't, I didn't have a need for a second one. Uh, I really, I, to be honest, I didn't need the first one either. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna disagree with you guys. I, I think we needed an Edward Penis Hands in this world, and I will give this one a full erect. I, I liked this one. Um, I just think the concept in the character is so ridiculous and so goofy that I was laughing quite a bit. 
<laughs> this one. And by the time uh, Edward Penis Hands gets a full-blown coke addiction where he can't get his face out of a mountain of coke and his dick his dick hands are totally limp and he can't get them up, I was, I was dying. I was sold. That's all I needed. I, w- I was good. And even the fact that there's no real ending to this movie didn't matter. Because you know what? Because it means we're going to get another one next year. The further adventures of Edward Penis Hands and Edward Penis Hands 3 will come back in 2017, folks, for the horror porn parodies episode part three. So there you have it. Another year, more porn parodies. I got to be honest, this year, these movies were were tough. That was rough. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was it a was. little rough. It was a little rough. Yeah. And, and you know, and it, it, well, I mean, it gave us a good assortment of, you know, we had, I mean, we had totally comic. We had totally not. And we had everything in between. So, I mean, if you look at those four movies, basically all your bases are covered. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it gave you a good thing. It's just that there were, you know, a, those couple, especially that one. And that's going to put a damper on anyone's party, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would not, unless you're just a hardcore ghoul, do not <laughs> pick up that movie. You would just, it won't be. I know some ghouls out there that like that kind of stuff. They'd probably be like, oh, you guys are a bunch of pussies. What is your what's your problem? But honestly, just skip it. Just absolutely skip it. So, folks, we're at the point in the episode where we get to shill the shit out of you. So, listeners, why don't you stay tuned and listen to my fellow panelists and guests tell you where you can find more of their goods. Angelique Bone. You can find me on Facebook via Angelique Bone, or you can find myself and a bunch of other really cool cats on thelosthighway.com. Mr. Scotty D. You can catch me at moviocrity.com, where all my stuff is, and then uh, also my web series, uh, which all focuses on, like, exploitation cinema. Is uh, that's vimeo.com slash channel slash moviocrity. And also, it was mentioned last episode, uh, since it is thematically appropriate, I will say that on Facebook I do have a group that is completely tongue-in-cheek, not explicit, and is uh, dedicated to these types of movies called Perverted Parodies. And just today, the day that we are recording this episode, I also opened up a similar uh, account on Twitter. Because I thought it would be easier to get stuff up on there, given the format. So you can look that up. Uh, that's Perverted Parodies on Facebook and Twitter. Mr. Glenn Bittner. You can find me on YouTube uh, with Guy in the Bunker Productions and the Beanwee Bunker. Same thing on Facebook. You can also find my gaming podcast on GNCast.com. That's the Adventure Party. Or just follow me on Twitter at Guy in a Bunker. And last but not least, Mark the Movie Man. Uh, go to specialmarkproductions.com, your one-stop shop for all your movie man needs. I have my uh, Final Cut episodes up there, uh, at least the, the most current six. We also have our Spoiler Room podcast episodes 
we have the stuff I do for We Live Film, and I'll be putting a section there soon. Uh, that'll I've already got a link for this podcast, which you should subscribe in iTunes if you haven't already. Shame on you people. Uh, but I've got a link to here, but I'm also going to put a link on there soon of, of where I've been guests on because I've actually been asked on a couple other shows surprisingly so um you can catch all of that though at specialmarkproductions.com and folks we're done thankfully with the horror porn parodies for another year um you guys all made the first episode the most downloaded episode of astro radio z to this point I hope you don't make me di- uh, disappointed with this one. Because if you don't download this fucker, I'm ending this thing. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. But because you guys enjoy our torture with these porn parodies, we'll be back next summer with some more. So thanks for listening. And please. Go beat off to normal porn, please. You don't need that kind of shit. Preferably the classics. You can find Astro Radio Z on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, YouTube, and anywhere that podcasts are found. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and email us questions, concerns, or just general chatter at astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com. Coming from me, Derek Carey, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Oh my god, Mark! Oh my god, Mark! Oh my god, Mark!